Okay, in three, in two, in one, in HelloComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. My name's Tony Visig, and it's Sunday, and this is the show that comes to you every day at 2 p.m. Living on a thin line, it is your daily diversion from all the hoo-ha anxiety and craziness going on on planet Earth at the moment. Uh, we try to bring you like a little half-hour break every day. Uh, perhaps we're bringing ourselves a half-hour break as well. We've just gone live on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel. If you want to take a look, if you want to have a gander, if you want to have a look-see, if you want to eyeball the proceedings, then uh, that is one of the places to go. Uh, if you go, I like listening, but now I'd like to see. Uh, you might want to check out the YouTube channel. I'm getting ready now to go live on Facebook Live, which is kind of... Uh, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com didn't start out on Facebook by any... St- Hello, Facebook Live. Uh, we didn't start out on Facebook Live. We started out on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. But this show, Living on a Thin Line, did start out as a Facebook Live show, and now we've expanded it out and made it uh, not only a uh, regular part of our repertoire, but uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, flagship of what we do. Uh, we used to do a Friday morning show at 9 a.m., and we've kind of ceased that because all of our energy, as far as uh, broadcasting, podcasting, internet casting, uh, <laughs> is uh, is based on uh, uh, our two o'clock show. Now, I hope you're doing well. It's Sunday. We got three things we're doing today. Uh, four things because we're always saying hi to you. Uh, remember, uh, especially if you're on Facebook Live, because that's right in front of me, uh, and you want to comment, you want to ask a question. Uh, I will read them, I will answer them, I will talk to you. That's part of what we're doing here, is talking to you. Sorry, I had a little Diet Pepsi, and the Diet Pepsi hadn't completed its, uh, its journey. <laughs> well, even when it hits your stomach, it hasn't completed its journey. If you're on YouTube, the same thing. If you got a question, if you got a comment, uh, please uh, post it up there on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, and we'll try to get to you. And, of course, on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. So we're here for you. That's what we're really here for. Uh, my theory is is that if we're all trying to help each other, if we're all trying to find a way to make this work for one another, that it'll work. But if we're just trying to uh, isolate and do it alone, uh, yes, I mean, social distancing, quarantining, that's not what I'm talking about. But if we're just going to isolate totally alone, um, that's probably not healthy. Anyway, that's my thought. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm not a president, and I'm glad I'm not a president right now, or a doctor, to be honest with you. I'm glad there are doctors, and I'll be glad when there is a president. So a couple of things that we do today, we're going to do three things. One of them, talk to you. The other one is we are still compiling a list, and it seems like um, this has become a little more difficult, a little more challenging than I actually thought it was going to be. We are uh, compiling a list of the 10 people uh, ever, living or dead. Now, I made a mistake yesterday. At one point, I said, the uh, you're off. Okay, there we go. Uh, I made a mistake yesterday, and the mistake was uh, uh, the mistake was that I had said that um, it was the 10 coolest people in America. And it's not just the 10 coolest people in America. It's the 10 coolest because Keith Richards is on the list, and Keith Richards is not an American. But, you know, the odds are Keith Richards made... Uh, the majority of his fortune in America off of all of us buying uh, Rolling Stones record albums. So it is a list of the top 10 coolest people ever, living or dead. Uh, And here's who's on the list already. Miles Davis, Keith Richards, 
James Dean, Frank Sinatra, Steve McQueen, and Prince. Now, we're looking for a consensus for four more. Four more to uh, compile the top 10 coolest people ever. We've got a maybe list, and I'll tell you who's on the maybe list. It is Dean Martin, Sean Connery, Charles Bronson, Billy Holiday, Muhammad Ali, Humphrey Bogart, who in my estimation should just move over to cool list right away. But I'm, I'm kind of leaving that open right now. Uh, Glenn Campbell and uh, Elvis Presley. So those are the people on the maybe list so far, but we haven't had a full total consensus on any of them. How are we going to reach a consensus? Uh, there's no scientific rhyme or reason, but uh, we will uh, reach one eventually. So we are doing that, of course. We're talking about trying to find the final four of the top 10 coolest people ever living or dead. Uh, we also have stuff in here. And you know what? I didn't grab it. I didn't grab it. I don't have it. I got this giant. Um, where did the. Uh, I got this giant tombstone autographed picture that is somewhere in this. Uh, uh, hold on. Shirley's going to find it for me. Let's have a hand for our producer who just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lowe Visick. Uh, she is. Uh, 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 she's the reason why uh, any of these machines even work. Okay, I got it. Thank you. It's going to be, whoa, uh, it's kind of beat up. It's going to be almost impossible to see on Facebook Live, but you can see it on YouTube right now. Take a look at that full portrait. I'm going to pull back here and let you have a look. Everybody see it? I don't know if I can do a good close-up, okay? But as you can see, it is autographed. I can't tell if I'm doing a proper close-up here. As you can see, it is autographed. It is from one of the coolest westerns ever made, Tombstone, starring, of course, Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, uh, uh, um, Sam Elliott, and Bill Pullman. All right? And you, uh, the funny thing about that movie, it was not a hit when it came out. It did okay, but it became a cult favorite and an all-time American classic due to basic cable. This is a cool picture. I'm going to show it to you one more time because... It is autographed. Look at that. Autographed. And here's the autographs on it. So Val Kilmer's autograph, Sam Elliott's autograph, Bill Pullman's autograph, not Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell did not autograph this picture. And I don't know why, but it's the iconic scene uh, shot of the four of them walking down to the OK Corral uh, to have a shootout with the Clantons. So it's autographed. It's cool. Um, you know, someone took it. It's just kind of like an eight by ten, a plastic eight by ten wrap. But then they put it in this frame. We could probably put it in a, a smaller frame, so it'd be cooler. Um, and it was given to me by a guy named Sammy J. I'm going to be the first to tell you that as a gift he gave it to me, and it's pretty, pretty cool to have Sam Elliott, Val Kilmer, and Bill uh, Bill Paxton. I said Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton's autograph. Uh, there's not a guy I know in the world, and uh, not a uh, too many women I know in the world who don't think uh, that um, this is a fantastic, fantastic uh, uh, movie, Tombstone. You know, we're having a little trouble here, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Uh, and it's not here on Facebook Live, but it is on uh, YouTube where it keeps saying that we go offline because it's not giving us a... Uh, uh, I almost should go on one of my other uh, hotspots. Anyway, uh, we'll see how it goes. It's just going to cut in and out a little bit on YouTube. So Tombstone, we'll, we, you know, we'll put together, once we get this coolest list put together, we'll do a list of uh, the 10 greatest Westerns ever, uh, 10 greatest action films, uh, 10 greatest uh, rock stars. We'll, you know what? We'll just do a bunch of 10s. So that's our little knick-knack paddywhack. Uh, all of us in Arizona, if you've lived in Arizona for any length of time at all, you have made a trek down 
to Tombstone, Arizona, which is kind of a touristy town right now. Uh, well, there's a lot of tourism going on right now, but uh, prior to that, and you can go to exactly to the OK Corral where the shootout took place. They do a reenactment, but you can actually go there and stand just on the other side of the fence, and it's tiny. It is tiny compared to what you've seen in movies, the Kirk Douglas movie, even, uh, even uh, this particular film. But you can see right there where the history was made. Uh, the story of uh, the Earps and the Clantons is a little different. They were both working for larger interest, one for mining companies, one for ranchers. There was a huge uh, silver strike down Tombstone Way. And so you had, uh, you had kind of a war going on between ranchers and silver miners. And both groups... Uh, were actually in the employ of uh, either ranchers or miners. So that was kind of the issue there. Um, Paul Whitney said they got, they got good Froyo in Tombstone now too. Yes, uh, my brother Jerry's watching. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Visick went with us to Tombstone in the past. Uh, the first time I went to Tombstone, my uh, lovely wife took me to Tombstone. Uh, it was when we first met and I had never been. And she goes, have you ever been to Tombstone? And I go, no. And uh, uh, she took me down there. We had a great time. I think I still have a T-shirt from then. And since then, we've been able to go down there with uh, many other people, including my brother, including my daughter. Uh, when this all clears up, and it will all clear up, ladies and people, it will. Uh, I highly recommend that if you're in the Arizona area that you uh, take a jaunt down there. Uh, Southern Arizona. I know Phoenix, the Phoenix area is considered Southern Arizona. But when you go way south, down near the border, it is gorgeous. That's right, with your kids, Jerry and his kids. We all went to Tombstone. We all sat in that one bar together, and it's like a old style bar. And uh, for Jerry and I, it reminded he and I when we were kids, and our parents used to take us to bars uh, all the time, and we'd eat in bars, and then they would drink and dance, and we'd fall asleep under the table. But it was a wonderful, wonderful experience in Tombstone. That's the first thing I have to show you today. My autograph picture of Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, and Bill Paxton from Tombstone. And I think that's pretty, pretty cool. All right. Oh, something to tell you about as long as I got you here. Okay. Tonight at 7 o'clock, we're doing something cool. We're going to do it every Sunday night at 7 o'clock for the foreseeable future. And we're uh, every week we're doing, uh, doing things to make improvements on it technology-wise. We're doing a uh, regular Sunday night, not, Sunday night show now at 7 p.m. called Tony Visick Presents Sunday Nights Funnier. We're going to bring comedy to you in your living room via Zoom. So uh, I think that's kind of exciting. I got a great lineup for you tonight. Cop comic Jim Perry, everybody's favorite Marine veteran comic, Kev the All-Star from New York City, Robert Morgan, and of course, our very funny friend, Bob Rocky, a.k.a. Robert Aguirre. So um, that's at 7 o'clock tonight. It, tickets are 10 bucks. The majority of this money, the majority of this money goes directly to the comics, but right off the top, comes X amount to go to local uh, food banks here in our area. So we all got to help out how we can. Even, you know what? Even if you're hurting, you still got to help out. If you're hurting, you still got to help out. Okay, that's how it works. So uh, a lot of people aren't thinking about charity right now, uh, but we are, uh, and this is something we can do. So uh, anyway, tonight, 7 o'clock, uh, you can scroll on my Facebook page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H, and find the link to buy tickets and I'll also post it right after the show on the Facebook page again. And you'll be able to check it out. Fun show. Watch it. We're going to pay the comics, get some, uh, get some food in some people's bellies, and have a lot of fun. All right? So I just thought I'd tell you about that. Okay. So what's the next thing we do? Well, the next thing we do is we have a little sip of soda. 
Um, here's a question. I don't know if any of you have the answer to this. Uh, we have Alexa. And, of course, we uh, bought the uh, music part of Alexa. It's fairly inexpensive for what you get. And um, so we have the right to play Alexa in our house. I don't know if, I'm, if I have the right to play Alexa while I'm broadcasting on Facebook Live. I don't know if that would mess with the terms of service of Facebook or Alexa or whomever. We're going to look into that and see if we're going to add a lot, little recorded music to the show. Uh, when I say we're going to do that, sometimes it takes me two weeks to do the simplest thing because I got so many things on my plate. How's it going for you guys? Do you have less to do right now or do you have more to do right now? For Shirley and I, we have more to do right now. We are jammed up because we recreated everything we did directly online and it takes twice as long to get anything done. So uh, I don't know how it's working for you. Uh, I know for uh, my brother Jerry that he's twice as busy, uh, but are any of you just now going, I got so much free time on my hands. And if you do, that's kind of what the show's about, okay? The show is about breaking boredom. You heard of Breaking Bad? Well, we're breaking boredom. And we break boredom, uh, and how are we going to, and, and most of the time, Americans, uh, we like a lot of stimuli. We like not just sports, but all kinds of sports. Here in Phoenix, we have Major League uh, Women's Basketball, Men's Basketball. We have uh, Major League Baseball. We have the NFL. We have soccer. We have all, and hockey. We have all the major sports here, and normally they're always full. Uh, every city has uh, sports there's movie theaters, constant concerts, theme parks. Americans love their stimulation and their diversions. But now, almost all of those are uh, not with us. So we have to find new ways. And my motto is, we got to make old things new again. So I looked around my house, and I've got a vast and extensive vinyl collection. And I know people who have just given away their vinyl collection. As a matter of fact, part of my vinyl collection, uh, a portion of it, is from where someone said these are going to get thrown out. I went, oh, wow, let me have them. And uh, I got to experience a lot of new music by listening to that vinyl. Albums, that's what I'm talking about, you know that. But I decided to begin to go through my extensive vinyl collection and find every uh, day uh, two artists, uh, two albums, and uh, two artists, and recommend that if you know them, go back and listen to them. If you don't have the record or if you don't have the CD or you don't have the cassette or you don't have the single or whatever you had at one time, to uh, just go on YouTube and find it and listen to it again. Randy Armas says, do we have a professional men's basketball team? I thought we only had the Suns. Yeah, I know, man. They, um, you know, I feel bad for a lot of uh, longtime uh, Phoenix people. I really do. Because they always had a real basketball team. The Suns with Nash and Barkley and, and uh, so many more. And uh, even though I think they only made it to the NBA Finals once and lost, they still were always a perennial playoff team, and now they're just not good, you know, and it's kind of it's sad. You know what? I think it's kind of funny, and I think it's kind of sad. But they're still there, and I used to go uh, on a regular basis and see uh, not just my uh, favorite team, the Clippers, play the Suns, but uh, for a while uh, we had other ones as well. We used to go to other ones as well. Shirley and I had season tickets one year. So – now that I don't have all of that, don't even have sports on TV, and, you know, for me, watching a classic game, it just, you know, the outcome. So, yeah. uh, we're finding old things and making them new again. And so I started going through my vinyl collection, find two artists, recommend them to you. If you know them, reacquaint yourself. You'll be glad you did. And if you don't know them, check them out, and you'll be glad. So the first thing I'm going to do, since it's Sunday, 
And I used to do something on Facebook called If It's Sunday, It Must Be Sinatra because they've got a huge collection of Sinatra albums. Here it is. If It's Sunday, It Must Be Old Blue Eyes right there. And I picked this one on purpose because it is a compilation, a best of. Now, that's a picture of Sinatra probably from uh, the 80s. You did the hair piece, the face was a, a, a little wider. It wasn't that thin, angular face of uh, the 40s or 50s or 60s, uh, especially in the 60s when he was the chairman of the board. This is uh, from later on. But this is Frank Sinatra's greatest hits. And if you don't like Sinatra, or if you're a little younger and you're going, Sinatra, it was like my grandpa's music. Yeah. And when I was a kid, Frank Sinatra wasn't my thing. Okay. Then I got older and started listening and go, this is some fantastic music. He worked with some of the best arrangers, conductors, songwriters in the history of recorded music on here. Frank Sinatra and his greatest hits on reprise. Uh, and it says, what more can there be than Frank Sinatra and his greatest hits? Side one, Strangers in the Night. Kind of a late hit for him. A hit uh, in the late 70s. Summer Wind, a classic by him. It was a very good year. Stunningly beautiful song. Somewhere in your heart. Uh, forget Damani. Uh, those two I'm not as familiar with. And of course, another late hit was something stupid with his daughter, Nancy Sinatra. That's all on side one. Side two, tell her you love her. Tell, uh, tell her you love her each day. That's kind of a screwy sentence. Uh, the world we knew over and over, when somebody loves you, which was more of a Dean Martin song, but he did this town and softly as I leave you, which is one of the most gorgeous uh, uh, love songs you will ever hear. If you don't know, now Sinatra's always been controversial because uh, the man, uh, the man was uh, um, a little ill-tempered, a little short-tempered, as they say. Uh, his uh, associations with uh, Italian-Americans who worked uh, somewhat outside of the legal system were legendary. Uh, some people think, you know, the, the persona, the chairman of the board, the guy who did all those great shows in Vegas all those years, uh, that's the Sinatra they love. The Sinatra they saw in movies, always playing generally the hero. That's the Sinatra they love. The Sinatra, the man, I'm going to leave that to you to decide, but Sinatra, the singer... Bam! Nothing like it. I've always said there was uh, something called American Standards that everybody did. Everybody did those songs, Cole, Cole Porter songs, uh, etc. But when Sinatra did it, no matter how many other people did it, no matter how old it was, it became a Sinatra song. He was a guy who could take a song from the 20s or 30s and record it in the 50s and make it new again. So I highly recommend that you... Uh, my favorite uh, uh, Sinatra song, of course, is uh, I've Got You Under My Skin. I love that tune. You know, I love uh, the Nelson Riddle's uh, arrangement of it. The orchestration is absolutely stunning. I believe it was uh, recorded in, uh, in uh, uh, Studio A at Capitol Studios. If you ever go to Hollywood or see pictures of Hollywood, there's this round building that looks like a bunch of records stacked on one another. A very kind of 50s kind of kitsch building. That's the Capitol Records building. The Beatles recorded there. Sinatra recorded there. Uh, Dwight Yoakam, the Beach Boys, so many great artists. Um, I recorded something that I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day, a film uh, where I took uh, classic kind of lost stand-ups and some new up-and-coming stand-ups and did a little show with them inside a recording studio in Los Angeles. And my next project was going to be to bring comics into Studio A at Capitol Records and do a show there. It's still, uh, it's still on the books, ladies and gentlemen. It's still on the books to go to Hollywood, uh, rent 
Studio A at uh, the Capitol, uh, Capitol Recording Studios, bring comics and audience in, do a comedy show there. I think that would be motherfucking cool. So uh, anyway, anyway, uh, that's what's going on with all of that. Um, listen to Frank Sinatra. I keep looking, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, a, I got to tell you, I'm a little upset. And uh, we had um, more internet put in the house that we have uh, uh, internet that is, instead of hotspots. And I'm on a hotspot right now, and I keep getting messages on my YouTube saying your connection's unstable. So I'm going to have to deal with that. But that's not why you're here. Listen to me and my unstable connections. You've been listening to me. You know my connections are unstable. Final album of the day. Okay, final album of the day. All right, we've recommended Frank Sinatra. And now, for something completely different, how's about... Yeah, if you're a child of the 60s, you know this album. If you are a child of the 60s, you know this album. What album is this? This is Volunteers by the Jefferson Airplane. And this was one of the greatest rock albums ever made. These were people who helped create what became the modern, what is now the classic rock era. All right? Extremely artistic. Taking a lot of chances. Bold. Bold with their lyrics. Out front. Face first. Uh, and here's what's on this record. We Can Be Together, which was one of the first songs. Uh, we Can Be Together is a very pretty song. We can be together, yeah. We can be. It's a very pretty song. But in the lyrics, you got to remember, this is like 68, 69. Okay? They have a little refrain. It goes, up against the wall, up against the wall, motherfuckers. <laughs> and you almost miss it if you're not listening closely. And, of course, in the 60s, you couldn't say words like that on the radio, but a lot of FM jocks would play the song anyway, sometimes get fined, sometimes get in trouble. But we could be together. Good Shepherd, The Farm, Hey Frederick, Side 2, Turn My Life Down, Wooden Ships, which was recorded both by them and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, And, of course, uh, Song for All Seasons, Meadowlands, and Volunteers, which was one of the great uh, revolutionary rock songs in the 60s. Look what's happening on the street. That's a revolution. God, a revolution. Uh, And, of course, that great lyric, first generation got old, second generation got sold. This generation's got no destination at all. Um, This was a unique sound. This was San Francisco sound. Four big groups coming out of San Francisco in the 60s out of that ungodly unique creative scene. Of course, the Jefferson Airplane, Quicksilver Messenger Service, Big Brother and the Holding Company, and the Grateful Dead. Jefferson Airplane and uh, Big Brother had the biggest hits. But oddly enough, Jefferson Airplane faded, as did Quicksilver, somewhat rapidly. Uh, They fell into a lot of acrimony, a lot of fighting, um, a lot of arguing. They splintered off into Jefferson Starship, splintered off into different ideas. They had bad management that was kind of ripping them off quite a bit. Uh, But uh, so a lot of the great stuff they did is now kind of consigned to um, almost a sort of of a, a, a novelty sound. Okay, it's not a sound that really continued on. But We Can Be Together, Wooden Ships and Volunteers are great tunes. The musicians on this album who sat in with them were, okay, so, uh, of course, the uh, band was comprised of uh, Jack Cassidy and uh, Jarma Kakawin, Grace Slick, Marty Ballin, uh, Paul Kantner, uh, Spencer Dryden on drums. But sitting in, all the songs in this album have been recorded complete and 
unexpurgated <laughs> as they are performed on stage by Jefferson Airplane. Uh, the additional musicians, and this is kind of cool, on this album were Nicky Hopkins on piano, Stephen Stills on guitar and organ, Joey Covington, uh, percussion chair, and um, my little connection to the Jefferson Airplane is this. Yes, Bob, they did use foul, foul language. Hi to you, too. Bob Rock, you'll be on the show tonight at 7 p.m. You want to check it out. What is my connection to Jefferson Airplane? Uh, I used to drink at a joint called Barney's Beanery in West Hollywood. From the 70s all the way till I stopped drinking, Barney's Beanery was one of my one-stop shops. I think there was one year where I had at least one drink every day in Barney's Beanery. Barney's Beanery opened up at 6 a.m., and I know because I was there at 6 a.m. Um, over the years, of course, I got sober, and I moved away, and uh, then it turned out that my dear friend, the very funny man, uh, kind of um, uh, the dean of the comedy store, Argus Hamilton, is friends with the woman who now owns Barney's Beanery, and she had seen a piece I had written on Facebook and started talking to me about writing, and I, I started arguing who she was, and he goes, she just likes artists, she owns Barney's Beanery, so Lauren Taines... Uh, became a friend of mine. Uh, Argus and I went there to Barney's Beanery one night and I had a bowl of chili with her. We still uh, communicate on Facebook. Uh, she's just a great, great lady. She lived with, they weren't married, I don't think, but for all intents and purposes, they were Joey Covington, who later on became the permanent drummer for Jefferson Starship. So that's my connection. That's my connection to the Jefferson Airplane, my uh, six degrees of separation. And he's on this album, an album that I listened to when I was a little kid. And you go, what is that sound? What is, how, that's a, the music that came out of the 60s in San Francisco sounded like nothing that had ever existed on earth before. And like some things that haven't existed on earth before that are with us now, it was good and it was wonderful. Uh, also on this album, playing pedal steel guitar, and we talked about him yesterday, none other than the lead guitarist, the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia. So uh, it's a great album with a great album cover. Uh, it, Perfectly captures uh, the uh, the entire vibe of the 60s in San Francisco and the hippies and rock and roll. Uh, Jerry, my brother, says that uh, Happy Trails is timeless. It's mostly a psychedelic version of Bo Diddley tunes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, Quicksilver did. Quicksilver is fantastic. I've seen Jefferson Starship. Didn't see the airplane. I've seen, uh, uh, Quicks I I've seen Quicksilver. Um, I've seen so many of these great bands, and I'm glad that I was able to. Sometimes... Like when Jerry and I were little, man, we were poor and we were broke and we lived in the country and to somehow be able to go in the city and see a concert. Whoa. But as we got older, uh, we started doing it. Sometimes I caught these bands a little past their prime, sometimes without original members, but still was able to catch the vibe and the music. So here's what we talked about today. I still don't have any of you nominating for the last four slots of coolest person in the world ever living or dead. Let me repeat who's already on the list for those of you who jumped in late. It is Miles Davis, and that's unequivocal. Not only is he on the list, he's number one, okay? He created the album Birth of the Cool. He created the concept of cool. Keith Richards, James Dean, Frank Sinatra, Steve McQueen, and Prince. Those six are locked in our list of the 10 coolest people ever, ever. Now, in our maybe section... We have Dean Martin, Sean Connery, Charles Bronson, Billy Holiday, Muhammad Ali, Glenn Campbell, Elvis, and Humphrey Bogart, who, in my estimation, uh, should have been right on the uh, cool list right away. But once we got to this six, I stopped going, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to boom, put it over there myself. 
because I did with uh, uh, with Miles and Keith. Those were mine. Boom, put them right over there. Uh, and of course, I would have said Frank if I thought of him. But James Dean, Frank Sinatra, Steve McQueen, and Prince, all of whom I would have chosen, uh, were chosen by uh, you guys. Okay. Uh, my brother says John Kennedy. He could go. You know what? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You know, uh, Bob uh, Robert Aguirre says Buddy Rich, the drummer Buddy Rich. Yeah, you know, my favorite saying of Buddy Rich's ever was the only thing I owe the audience is my time on stage. You know, but uh, we seem to want so much more from those people. Anyway, we've now got two other uh, nominations. I'm going to write them down. And it is John Kennedy and Buddy Rich. I don't know. I'm looking for a pen. I got like four of them back there. I'll remember. I'll remember. I'll remember John Kennedy. I'll remember Buddy Rich. We're going to put him on our maybe list. Uh, uh, Elvis, uh, Tina Mike Lawson, Elvis. Elvis is on the maybe list. I gave my reasons yesterday for not putting Elvis on the list automatically, and they were these, that young Elvis was cool. Young Elvis, the guy who did Mystery Train and Heartbreak Hotel and That's All Right, Mama, he was cool. But when he got out of the Army and he started making all those terrible movies, although he made some great ones, uh... King Creole being uh, the great one, uh, and that he then did his like 70s kind of Vegas lounge act with the karate stuff. He was still an icon, still a legend, still wonderful, but I don't know if he was cool. Okay, so I think that's a conversation we got to have about Elvis. Uh, also, Tina Mike Lawson, Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should a man who once set himself on fire be considered cool? I don't know, that's pretty fucking... And then write 10 minutes of comedy about it. That's pretty fucking cool. All right. So we've got three other nominees here. Elvis is now, Elvis has now got two votes, by the way. Okay. I'm, I don't know where I'm going to put it as far as uh, uh, the number of votes. It has two votes. The original nomination, uh, which I think was yesterday or the day before, and now uh, today. Jim Lacey says, uh, Ali, Ali was cool, but he was something far more. I'd be okay with him on a cool list. This is Jim Lacey, the guy who actually recommended that I do this every day. And at the time, I was open to recommendations. Uh, uh, great songwriter, Jim Lacey. Great guy down there in Tejas. Uh, his take on Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was cool, but he was something more. I'd be okay with him on the cool list. It's just not enough to put him there. He's cool. He's history. He's legendary. The list goes on and on. Yeah, but was he cool? When he walked in the room, what was that vibe? Was the vibe cool? Uh, my brother Jerry says himself, and he says me. You know what? I'm going to put us on the maybe list, Jerry. Jerry and Tony. Uh, and I also got Elvis has now got two votes. I got to write that down. Where do I got him? Right there. I put a check mark by him. We got Buddy Rich. Man, you can see the difference where the producer wrote the names down, and I did. Hers are really nice and neat, and mine are barely legible. I got Buddy Rich. I got Richard Pryor, uh, and I've got, uh, who else have I got? I got uh, John Kennedy, all right? So um, this is the maybe list, okay, guys? And now it is expanded. Let me tell you who's on it, okay? And hello to you, Kelly Wilson. Uh, Tina Michael says, I agree with Jerry. Uh, Robert Bob Rocky says, the guy who sings spiders and snakes. Who's that? Jim Stafford. I don't like spiders and snakes, and that ain't what it takes to make me love you, you fool. I think it was Jim Stafford. Uh, not Tony Joe White. He did Poke Salad, Alley, Poke Salad Annie, which is a cool song. Put together cool songs. Poke Salad Annie is on there. Here's who's on our maybe list. 
Dean Martin, Sean Connery, Charles Bronson, Billy Holiday, Muhammad Ali. Ah, I am the greatest. Humphrey Bogart, play it again, Sam. Glenn Campbell, Elvis. <laughs> uh, me and my brother, Buddy Rich. <laughs> Richard Pryor. And then Jim Brown come over to my house and he says, you won't go roller skating? Uh, and John Kennedy asks not what your list of 10 greatest people can do for you, but what you can do for your list of 10 coolest people. Uh, that's what we got. You know what else we got, you guys? We got the end of the show. It's a half-hour show. Uh, we're wrapping up. We are back tonight broadcasting, uh, podcasting, social casting on Zoom with Sunday. Tony Visick presents Sunday Night's Funnier, four great comics, Jim Perry, Kevin Brown, Robert Morgan, and Bob Rocky, who's here watching right now. Uh, tickets are only 10 bucks. You can find uh, the link to purchase tickets on my Facebook page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H. Join us in the Zoom room. From your living room, uh, you'll be able to enjoy some really great comedy via Zoom. We pay the comics and we donate money to local food banks. So that's where the money goes. That's where the dough goes. Unlike the federal PayPal Protection Act, where nobody knows where the money went, but it's gone. I'm telling you where it's going. Uh, Jim Lacey will be there tonight. He's looking forward to tonight. Uh, be there or square. All right, you guys. For my producer, have to be my wife, Shirley Lowe Visick. My name's Tony Visick. Thank you for watching. Catch us every day. Catch us tomorrow at 2 p.m. Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Comedy Schools channel, and on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.